okay, what the heck is this? What am I bringing here? This is some, let's say, Phantom Zone projector. Press this button if you want to bring people in. All right, I always say, no, they say don't ever push the button, but what the hell, I'm feeling dangerous. Pushing the button. Oh, my sweet Pithy, we're back. Oh my God, what the heck? Why is it? Uh, <coughs> God, Lee, so dusty in there. Where the heck were we? What is that? Ronan? I, I, I don't know. I, I just remember I, I, I was going to tell you, you know, it's okay to actually cut those little tags off the mattresses that say do not cut. I, I didn't know they were going to throw us in the phantom zone. My gosh. Well, at least we, now we know what happens when we cut those tags off. Jeez, Louise. Oh, man. Thank you, Sean. We don't know what we could have done without you. Well, what I just want to know is, you know, Gosh. what the heck happened? I just pushed the button. Next thing I know, I got you, I got Ronan, and I got Terry here. You know what? What's going on? Yeah, you know what? It's been a, it's been a long time. We were stuck in that phantom zone. So nice to see fresh faces. Sean, thank you. Terry, hello. Nice to meet you. My gosh. Everything's so colorful. Oh, man. Yeah, well, I mean, you were eating some colorful mushrooms in there, Ronan. I tried to stop you, but after the fifth one, I think you were worse than Mario. You're going to need to slow down. Everything sounds purple. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... Let me go through, let me explain for those y'all who might be wondering just what the heck is going on here. Uh, this is Sean from That Guy Game Reviews, and today I am joined by not one, not two, but three legends of podcasting. And I figure I could try to do an introduction for them, but I know I wouldn't do them justice. And if anything, Duke would probably reach over and slap the crap out of me. So, Terry, it's <laughs> you to be a gentleman. Terry, you're up first. Why don't you tell the world you know, who we are and what's going on? All right, hello everybody, I'm Cool Cat Terry. You can catch me on Just a Glimpse. And uh, yeah, been a long time uh, Twitch streamer and you know, podcaster and all things gaming. So hello everybody. Nice, nice. And of course, you know, I have worked with these two gentlemen before and I use that in the loosest sense of the word possible. <laughs> well, everybody, I'm, I'm Ronan Hunter. And I'm Duke Savage. We are of Nerdin' Out Podcast on Facebook and YouTube. The only podcast that'll degrease your engine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that right there, that I didn't even expect that one out of left field. Well played, Ronan. And of course, I'm Sean. You know, I'm pretty much all over the place. Act of all trades, master of none. So first and foremost, how is everybody doing? Doing fantastic. Doing tremendous. Thank you for asking. Even better now that I'm 3D again. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. Well, let, let's go through, let's have some fun with this episode. So I want to let everybody know, not just the listeners of Just a Glimpse and Nerd Now, but also that guy, Game Reviews. We're going to be looking to try to do the three show simulcast, I guess you can call it. So would y'all say that sounds about right? I think that sounds acceptable. Yeah. Yeah, it works. All right, cool. Well, so first uh, first and foremost, I got to ask, what have y'all been uh, playing besides trying to get the hell out of the Phantom Zone? <laughs> well, surprisingly, uh, they actually had a GameStop in there, and I was able to pick up the new Monster Hunter for Switch, so I've been I've been busy with that one. Hey, now, that's pretty good. How are you liking it? <laughs> oh, I'm loving it. I'm a huge fan of the Monster Hunter series, so it's nice to, to have one uh, on the Switch to, to be portable again. 
And surprisingly, the RE engine on Switch works really well on the hardware. Very nice. Cool. Uh, for me, I've uh, just got Genesis Noir. Yeah, it was a really, really cool game that took the world by storm uh, about a month ago, maybe two. I don't know. I've been working 13-hour days lately, so <laughs> my sense of time Jeez. has been, like, gone. But every chance that I get, I've been try trying to get through a little this, a little that. And it's really, really cool because the aesthetics is very, well, it's very new art, right? It's very, you know, jazzy. The soundtrack is amazing. And it's uh, it's like a puzzle um it's like a puzzle game. It's you're like a detective, and without getting into too much spoiler, because even like the trailer, really, if you know what's going on, can give a couple of spoilers. It's it's fantastic. I love it. That's why I it's hate just trailers. They always give stuff away. Yeah, you know, I you you either love trailers or you go in blind to a movie and are that much mind blown by it. Mm. And I'm definitely a trailer looking kind of guy. So, so that's what I've been playing. It's pretty cool. Nice. What about you, Terry? I've been playing a game called Vikings Wolves of Midgard. It's a lot of fun. It's a um, action RPG, uh, isometric. Uh, I've been playing. It's been it's on Game Pass, so I've been thoroughly enjoying that lately. Nice, nice. Yeah, I know. I got to go through. I got to go re-up mine at some point. Uh, me personally, just for some crazy reason or another, I felt New York calling, so I went ahead and put Division One back in there and man i will tell you that it is a sight to behold but outside of that i've just been getting my arcade game fix on with that capcom arcade stadium oh yeah that was a really awesome release that they did um a bunch of the old school classics in a single collection granted you gotta buy some of them but still it's worth it well absolutely absolutely it kind of makes you wish like neo geo and konami would do that too yeah, but then again, Konami, they've been kind of eh on the board right now. I mean, I know that, you know, they're slowly starting to make their way back into the market uh, with, you know, an upcoming Metal Gear Solid remaster for the PS5. But at the same time, they've really been silent, radio silent as of late. Well, they've been, you can't hear anything in those pachinko parlors. This is true. <laughs> this is true. I, you know, that and the health clubs, I mean, you know, I'm, I was even reviewing some of the stuff over with a buddy of mine and, you know, who he looks at all the financials and, oof, you know, that's a, that's a topic in and of itself, but I don't think we'd have enough hours in the day for that. <laughs> yeah, this is a, this is a podcast most of us do in our free time, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, and if, and if nothing else, you know, you meet some interesting people, you tell goofy jokes, you know, and just yeah. enjoy life. Uh, let's see. So, speaking of goofy things, what's y'all's take on the whole battle royale craze? Uh, Terry, let's start with you. Um, definitely not a fan. <laughs> uh, I don't get into the battle royale scene. It's just those games never really appeal to me. But they are uh, the new hotness, I guess we'll say. That's all the young kids seem to be eating that stuff up. Yeah, no, it's it's something that's kind of taken taken the video game world by storm the past couple of years. And I agree. I don't like to play them much too uh, uh, too often although some of the offshoots that we're, we're getting are pretty interesting like uh, Mario 35 and the new Pac-Man 99 um, they're actually surprisingly fun but stuff like Fortnite and PUBG I'm not really into those types of, of battle royales but um, 
yeah, that's that's they've been a huge impact because you see a lot of uh, streamers uh, get jumping into that, and like you said, the kids enjoy watching that too. Um, and I don't think it's it's going to be going away anytime soon, at least not for another couple of years. Uh, but I mean, if people are enjoying it, I got nothing against it. Why do you think think you guys don't like it? Uh, for me personally, uh, I'm not a huge like shooter person. I like okay. playing shoot, shooter games. Um, but PUBG and Fortnite, like the, the the spearheads for the for the whole genre, are probably the most popular right now. And I'm not too big on those. That's why I kind of like like Pac Man '99 and Mario '35. Because they're not shooter based, but they're still battle royale, and they had a pretty good twist on them that keep them interesting. Um, but then again, I don't like playing against other people online unless I know them. So playing with like 99 randos is really bad for me. <laughs> yeah, I used to have really bad ladder anxiety dating all the way back to StarCraft 2. Like, I it, it takes a lot of me to to play against people against randos. And so for the longest time, you know, with StarCraft, how I kind of got over it was, you know, playing the AI over and over again, then getting good. And then same thing with Overwatch, playing the, the AI until I can actually, you know, ladder up with, with other people. And so once, I, I don't know what came first, to be honest with you, I think Deathmatch with Overwatch or Fortnite, I don't know. It's kind of like, you know, I think Overwatch adapted and, and put that out because of that. I was able to dip my 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 palm into like you know what the whole battle royale was and so i'm like oh man this is cool you know like i i was decent i was always like you know top three whatever but then going in and playing fortnite and PUBG and all these other ones that were replicating like the ogs and stuff man there's something about that that just gave me my full-on ladder anxiety all the way back to a 10 yeah. and i'm like i can't i don't i don't want to do this i don't want to play with these people it, it was it was a pretty intense feeling for me so i just stopped that's why i don't like it for for me uh i don't have a problem playing shooters i'll play call of duty or whatever you know in the moment yeah. i'm not real big on pvp but i mean i, I do decent at it when, I, when the time comes when people want me to play it uh, but for me, Battle Royale, I, I just find it boring. It's a lot, it's a game for campers. <laughs> you know, it's like oh, you just sure. sit there and you wait yeah. and wait and wait yeah. and wait. And I'm like, I, I'm gonna play a game. I don't wanna spend, my, you know, 20 minutes sitting in one place. You know, I wanna oh, do great. something. Uh, yeah. So it, it's not for me, you know? And then when the person camps for like 20 minutes and they make it to like the top five and they sit there and brag like they're the best thing ever. I'm like, you didn't do anything but yeah, twiddle your thumbs know. for 20 minutes. Yeah, you, <laughs> you got know? lucky the, the barrier you didn't know? close on you. Yeah, yeah, so I don't know. It's just, it's not, it's not my thing. You know, I, I want to, you know, play and do stuff. Not, you know, I'm not interested in, you know, camping. I'm not interested, like Fortnite has their whole building thing. Like that, that I don't care about the building either. Yeah. It's just not for me. There's only one battle royale I'll play and that's hyperscape and that's because that one they take all that nonsense out you know you don't you can't camp in there because they'll be randomly close sections instead of doing like a bubble oh nice so, so you're forced to keep moving all the time so i can play that one but otherwise yeah i just avoid battle royale i just get so bored playing that stuff yeah i yeah, know the, the, the camping thing does get to it that was something that was actually omitted from my memory of it because i I remember watching some streamers play PUBG and Fortnite, and there would be like 
10 to 20 minutes of them just doing nothing because there's no other people around there. And yeah, that you're right. That does get boring. Um, that's why I kind of like the, the, the no, go ahead. I, I think the storm <clears throat> aspect of those games, it, it was meant to, to stop that, but I mean, it just, it doesn't stop it at all. <laughs> they, they, yeah. They just move to their new spot and continue on. Yeah. And then you well, get, you oh, get go people ahead. that go are ahead, like, there, there, there are people that, that are like super lucky. Like, um, I think the one time the Game Grumps did it, I think they played the mobile version. Um, and they landed where the epicenter of the storm was going to be. So for the entire 45 minute video, they were in, they were lucky enough to be where people were going to converge and they just took them out one by one. Yeah. Wow. So you get, you get people that are just super lucky, like they don't need to move. Yeah. And go, go ahead, Sean. I, I cut you off. <laughs> no, you're, you're good, brother. You're good. No, just my biggest pet peeve with those are the credit card players. I mean, the ones who they go through, they oh, decide the, the, the pay to win people. Exactly. I mean, you know, yes, I'll admit I bought one or two things here and there, but I'm How not this dare guy. you. Yeah. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> To be fair, to be fair, these are mostly the little ones that give me the little extra skins or little uh, the cosmetic uh, stuff. Exactly. I mean, I'm not the guy who's going to go out there and go shell fifty bucks out to get a get a sniper rifle. You know, I mean, if anything, I'm going to put that fifty bucks towards something different. But yeah, you know, it's another argument for another day. I mean, that's a tank of gas and dinner for the missus and I. Yeah. And that's another discussion topic that we can dive into at another time, which is the whole pay to win loot box uh, controversy that's ar uh, arisen the past couple of years. Yeah, put it to you. So I don't think I have anywhere near enough aspirin to hit a topic like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you got to upgrade to the hydro. Yeah. Couldn't see this way. That stuff will go through. That'll send me back to the phantom zone. I'll be like, <laughs> well, if that happens, we know a, there. We know a good corner store in there. It's surprising that they have like convenience stores and actual shopping centers there. It's really cool. Yeah, but question is, do they have a uh, Five Guys Burgers and Fries in there? No, but they have two Denny's, so you can always say, let's not go to that one. Let's go to the good one. Yes. <laughs> see what I have to go through every day. I, I see it. I'm just still having a hard time believing it. But that's another. <laughs> nice. Oh my god! But you know, I will tell you, kind of segueing back on the whole thing of Pac-Man '99, Super Mario Brothers '35. You know, Tetris '99. Well, Tetris '99, I can kind of understand it because you had ones like your Tetris attacks. Those right there, if they're done right, can be absolutely freaking amazing you know mm -hmm. but i'm trying to see what's a huge oversaturation in the market i mean you know you've got those folks who say that they literally spend 15 20 hours a day playing warzone or mm -hmm. say that they're going to spend all their time sitting there on fortnite i mean i'll be honest yes i can go through i can do a battle royale game every so often but you know when these people who are sitting here who say oh i've got my prestige on all these weapons thinking dude you know there, you know, let me link you to a better site for that. Indeed.com. Yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Well, it says, it's as Terry said, it's the new hotness. So now every, every company is trying to find a way to get into that because that's what's selling right now. <clears throat> so, uh, and it, like, like with the show wear back on the Wii, you're going to get some really cheap imitators that are just going to put it out there hoping to, to get some suckers to, 
to draw in. Uh, and it's and yeah. crazy too. Like they're, they're putting it in everything. Like I play a lot of racing games, and to find out that they have Battle Royale yeah, right. now in my racing games, I'm like, why? <laughs> you know, like why? Well, I mean, you know, circling back on that remark about it being the hotness. Well, how long is it before it goes to the hotness to the hot mess? I think when we get to Doki Doki Panic Battle Royale Edition, that's when we have to worry. Yeah, uh, I will agree with you on that for sure, Rowan. Good times. Good times. Yeah. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Um, hey, so real quick, I want to kind of pick y'all's brain on this one right here, because, you know, I don't know, for those of y'all who might be listening, uh, the new Mortal Kombat movie hit both the theaters and the streaming services uh, this past Friday. When when it comes to the adaptations, what's y'all's take on it? Do you think it's a good thing? Do you think it's something they should knock off? I will personally say I have not had a chance to see it yet. This is one I want to watch in the theaters and, and you know, where you, you have a really good good quality sound system, a huge screen to watch all the special effects details on. Uh, but I will yeah. say... Oh, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) I will say it is nice to finally see the series get the hard R that we wanted back in 95. For real. Granted, I still love the 95 version because it's cheesy as hell, but it's it's one of those good popcorn flicks. It's it's it, it, it hit a cultural nerve where even today we're still seeing stuff like that like um carrie i can always mispronounce his name the, the gentleman that plays shang Tsung has Harry, repeated, Harry yes thank you so much he's repeatedly come back to reprise his role most recently in mk11 which shang Tsung in that one is my favorite character because it is it is him um and then they brought back lambert ashby and um who played Sonya Blade? Forget her name. Brid- Bridget. Bridget Bridget Wilson. Um, they came back to reprise their Mortal Kombat roles as special DLC skins for MK11. So all we need is Robin Show and the, uh, the actress that played Katana, which she retired from acting, so I doubt that would be possible. But then we can get all of them back into the single game, and that'd be awesome. And you still get a lot of people that that speak fondly of the movie. And then, like, turn their nose at Annihilation, which rightfully so, because that movie was horrible. But yeah, when I finally get the chance to go to a theater to watch it, I am looking forward to it. No, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I will say that that was the one thing that I was looking forward to this past Friday. Granny S. HBO Max was being a pain in the rear end, but I will say, watching it at home, you know, we had some uh, Fat Bear burgers and tacos. Ooh, uh, just nice. Devon Heaven, and I will tell you, uh, those of you who might be unfamiliar with the Fat Bear, you know, they do good food, you know, definitely I would consider kind of your hangover food or, you know, one where you're just, you know, drunk as a skunk and you need something to take the edge off. Oh, it's like Fat Bear. <laughs> like jack-in-the-box quality food? Is that what you're saying? Mm-hmm. No, actually, I think this is actually a little bit more... Yeah, a little I don't bit more punched. Up, to be honest. Yeah, I would, I would say, in all honesty, it's not so much mass produced and terry i will that we have a little place out here in el paso called chico's tacos oh yeah oh my goodness i will tell you you want something to you know i think in all honesty you eat fat bear when you're drunk and then you eat chico's tacos when you're hungover uh duke ronan would you guys agree with me on that yeah i totally agree you know although was was your question um what how do we feel about adaptations in general or specifically about the mortal kombat oh that's a good question adaptations in general i mean you know they to me you know 
it has to be done right. I mean, it has to do a good amount of fan service because, I mean, you know, let, let's put it this way. If I throw one director's name, I'm pretty sure everybody's uh, reaction is going to be some form of a cringe or an O oh, for F's sake. And Night Shyamalan, right? Nope. <laughs> nope. Uh, Michael Bay. Uove nope. Bull. Um, there you go. Ronan yeah. hit it. Hey, um, you cheater. I my check in the mail. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. I mean, I will tell you, you know, to his credit, yes, he did. He did make some attempts, but good Lord have mercy. I, attempts? I You're giving him way too much credit. <laughs> well, I didn't say they were good attempts, Ronan. I just they said... They not attempts at all. He got the rights to the name, and that's it. And he's even been, like, confronted by fans and people. And he's flat out said, I don't care. <laughs> he just did what he wanted for the paycheck. You know, I mean, at least kudos to him for at least going through and going for, you know, admitting that it was about the money. You know, kudos to him for that. Oh, that's just true. That's like yeah, the, I mean, yeah. the most scummiest thing you can do when you're doing an adaptation. I mean, that's why the the script writer for Dragon Ball Evolution got so much flack because, like, he admitted, yeah, I didn't care about it. I just did for the money. And has that guy written anything late, late, lately? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know his no, name, but I'm, I don't think so. I would bet that he hasn't, but you know, then again, I could be wrong. I've been wrong before. God knows more times than I care to admit. Now I know what y'all are talking about, but for the people at home, would you like to explain what y'all are talking about? Uh, okay, so Ronan, do you want to take point on this one or should I? Okay, so Uwe Boll is a very infamous director who has repeatedly gotten the rights to several video games and made films about them and they all suck because they don't follow any of the source material. They're very, very low budget. I mean, sci-fi produced movies um, look worse. I think The Asylum has better production values than Uwe Boll does. Yes, and what's what's surprising is a lot of his cast has like, they're like big budget names. Like in Blood Rain, he got Sir Ben Kingsley. Whatever Granted, he had like <laughs> Ben Kingsley had like thirty seconds of screen time in total, maybe a minute. So it's like that's all they could afford. But the fact that they got Ben Kingsley to do it, Michael Madsen was also in that one. Or think about it, Alone in the Dark, they got Christian Slater. But to be oh. fair, I kind of caught him more on his uh, the back half of his career. But that's yeah. another argument for another day. That that is true. He was in, in in like a break period between his his films and his TV appearances. But yeah, he was the biggest name in that movie. And people think Paul W S Anderson has made bad adaptations before. At least they were entertaining and profitable. Most of Uwe Boll's are direct to video, so yeah, that kind of speaks for itself. Well, I personally, I would say more direct to the dumpster because I tried to sit through his adaptation of Parker. Good night. <laughs> yeah. Well, when it comes to adaptations of, of, you know, pretty much anything, I feel like it is a guilty pleasure of me. Um, and I seem to always walk away disappointed more times than not. But I feel like um, I go in wanting to to like it, depending on, you know, whatever it is right like transformers or um hell even even you know dragon ball 
um, evolution when it when it first like came out I was like I was really wanting to like it for obvious reasons but then mm-hmm. you know all this stuff so I, I yeah I mean I I go in wanting to like them but yeah I pretty much just always become disappointed so I'm I'm very interested to see what uh, this Mortal Kombat movie is gonna be about like Ronin I definitely want to go and uh, and take him on a nice dinner so I think we'll go oh, ahead and big. plan that up pretty soon. So, uh, <laughs> so, so we'll see. I mean, I, I, again, I, I want to, like I have, I, maybe that's my fault. Maybe I give these adaptations too much high hopes. Uh, I know I should probably be more of a purist and be like, leave Lion King alone or, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. But I mean, I, I like to like things, right? I, I want to give things a chance. I want to... And, and, and look at Ghost Rider, for instance. I'm begging for an, a, an adaptation. I'm begging for someone to do it, right? And I'm begging for Nicolas Cage to stay home. So <laughs> I, I just really would like to see something <laughs> redeemed with that movie, for sure. For, and for, to- for me, though, when it comes to adaptation films, I never have any expectation whatsoever because I mean, that, you know, that's a smarter way of going that, yeah, about it that's, you know, a good, that's a good way uh, to, to do it I, I do plan to see Mortal Kombat tonight but like I'm, I'm not going in there but like yeah this is going to be great because you know compared to what they had in 95 like they don't have to shoot very high you know so, <laughs> <laughs> right yeah. I should be offended but I, I, I know that to be true <laughs> you know so was, we'll see what happens you know I've been seeing a lot of mixed reactions um, yeah. with, with, with the fan based on the film for those that seen it so like, I'm not going in with any expectations because for me every video game movie in my opinion has been kind of subpar uh, mm. you know it, I feel don't tell me sh- you didn't like Pixels I never even saw that one I didn't bother <laughs> oh my <laughs> god that's right that was a video game movie <laughs> but <laughs> it's you know, uh, some some video game stuff is you know it's so gamey that you, that you shouldn't put it in a film yeah. Uh, so, but they try to, you know, do the fan service, and there's just certain things that you, sh- that you, it's just cringe when you put it in film. Don't do it. Uh, and also, I feel they should get the writers from the games to help out with the films. It might be, it might help improve it a little bit. You know, having the, the actual writers there. I think it's oh, that, that's good true because yeah. video game writing has advanced leaps and bounds from what it was back in the '90s. Of course. I mean, we took oh, games yeah. that had very minimal plot like i think a a lot of people agree to this day major produced video game movie the worst one is mario brothers Uh, ronan i was just about to get out of my head it's dark it's scary (laughs) i just came from the zone okay nothing is too dark for me (laughs) but to give that film some credit the design of the quote-unquote mushroom kingdom was pretty good i mean it was heavily blade runner inspired uh but it at least had personality so that's probably one thing about the mario brothers movie that i liked everything else sucked <laughs> now i will tell you in all honesty i remember reading some of the notes on it and you know bob hoskins got rest his soul uh uh, he said one of the biggest things that really got him and John Leguizamo through filming them was that they would be just drunk as skunks. Yeah, they would drink between takes. I'm like, yep. <laughs> uh, you can see it. <laughs> the whole Mario Mario scene. 
that was ad-libbed that wasn't in the script that was a drunk thing yeah it's <laughs> calling it now <laughs> well it, i mean well kind of segue back on something something that you guys have brought up on one of your previous episodes running was you know talking about the whole ad-lib scenario with uh men in black i mean you know looking at just like i'm not doing this goofy stuff anymore <laughs> yep i uh, gotcha well Staying in the movie vein here for just half a second. Uh, I know uh, Duke for sure. I know you had seen it. Um, the whole thing with Zack Snyder's Justice League. Am I really looking at having to earmark about four hours or? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. And I don't know about y'all. Um, I am a big fan of of the of DC in general. The 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 comics. The pile of S that. Joss Whedon's Justice League was made me very angry and I don't know if it's just because I feel like a beaten child and then I'm just coming to somebody that just treats me well and just gives me a cup of water and asks asks how my day is but after watching Zack Snyder's Justice League I feel amazing (laughs) I feel spectacular that movie again I don't know if I'm looking at it through rose-colored glasses just because of where I was coming off of but this movie hit every single point just right i know that i had like a ranting uh episode with ronin about how they portray speedsters right in these in these movies just you know wonder woman 84 gave me an aneurysm and took me forever to to freaking recover off of that and just the polishing man just the polishing that zack snyder did on his shots freaking phenomenal man they they and i have a soft spot towards speedsters because the flash is my favorite character so seeing the major overhaul that they did with wonder woman with spider with spider-man with fantastic man after seeing wonder woman in 84 you know doing her speed run on where you could virtually see the cables in the air i was and then coming over here and seeing the perfect amount of blur in the shots i'm i don't know man like i'm living on a cloud right now after watching that movie it was phenomenal <laughs> phenomenal i'm also a huge dc fan and I'll admit that, you know, Joss Whedon's uh, version was pretty terrible. But honestly, I, I, I don't agree with you, Duke. I, I found um, Schneider's to be just as, I don't know, I found his to be boring. I, I, <laughs> I couldn't enjoy it. I'll admit that, like, the scenes and stuff are better than what Whedon did, but the movie still was very slow-paced and, and boring, and I, it took me two, over two days to get through the whole film because I just got so bored, I had to keep turning it off. Um, so yeah, I just was not a fan of it. Still, I haven't seen it. No. Yeah, I need to <laughs> sit down and actually watch it because yeah, I mean I've seen yes little clips here and there on like what they did with Looper, but I haven't really seen you know all of it. I need to actually sit down. My brother-in-law's been telling me, dude, you gotta sit down. You gotta watch this movie, and you know I may actually do that once we get done with. It done recording today i just haven't decided yet i just know at some point dinner is going to be on the menu i just haven't decided what yet but i digress that's another argument for another day um well to terry's point she she has a, a very soluble point with with this movie and and with any superhero movie in general is movies are not for them right so Zack snyder even though he threw 70 million dollars um at his original 
child to to polish it right it it is substantially better than what just Whedon's was and i think that was my point right it's just you're making a piece of turd look like you know a polished piece not of turd. a polished piece of turd <laughs> right but i think i think what we can all agree on is that super movie superhero movies shouldn't be a thing anymore i think we should uh really take a page out of you know falcon and wandavision and realize that these with the right amount of money right like with some game of thrones money with some uh lord of the rings on amazon type of money you know 100 million per episode i think that would really give the writers time to really flesh out a universe i think it'll really give the designers the the artist a lot of time to polish the graphics to really bring those comic book scenes to life i think that's the type of respect um, that these comic books deserve right now in this time in the, our technology um, right now and uh, yeah to, to your point I think you're right I think four hours isn't even long enough to tell that story because look at look at um, you know Batman, Batman Arkham Asylum right how, how long is the, that, that entire story it's over eight hours right it would be such a shame to try to fit that even into four hours so so yeah I definitely agree to, to your point there and I think it goes back again to DC getting onto the bandwagon way too late and trying to play catch up. Oh yeah. Marvel and you can Marvel tell. came Absolutely. out. Yeah. Marvel has monopolized the superhero movie for the last 12 years. And um, DC that that was during the time DC did their uh, uh, Dark Knight trilogy and it was great. But then you had this you know, multi uh, multi-film series that told an overarching story of 23 films that had never been done before and DC was waiting to see how it went when they finally decided to get onto it Yeah, it was way too late and it's right. taking the time to, to build each character up like Man of Steel as divisive as that film was was a pretty good start and then to jump right into Batman vs Superman without oh, yeah, really touching on Batman. Like if that that intro to the movie where Wayne is running through Metropolis um, as uh, Superman is fighting Zod would have been a great point to just make a Batman movie. That's where you, that's where you, you find out what who Batman that's is. That's what I wanted, man, yeah. Yes, he spends the entire film learning about Superman and it ends with him leading into Batman vs. Superman. Yeah. And then from there, they could have built on, on all the other characters. But no, they wanted to do that and then jump into Justice League. And then you had the whole production issues with Justice League after Snyder being let go, Whedon being brought in, and here we are today. Um, yeah. Yeah, they just... I think the movies up to this point have been little <clears throat> nods, like right, like little nuggets to the people that read the comics. Because, I mean, if, even in Iron Man 1, right, there was Easter eggs of of the um of the 10 rings right and so <laughs> if you've read the comics you know oh my god are we gonna see the mandarin soon oh you know like you got excited <laughs> when you saw that all the way back to 2008 and i think that's been the case shoot in all of the movies right like you see some of the stuff that you wouldn't know unless you've read the comics so i i definitely think that we should flesh it out a lot more there's still so much more that we can really get into yeah given uh, another time. 
another big issue when it comes to the films is I feel that they they need to stop doing origin stories because they're done. Oh yeah, yes. Yeah. No more, no more, no more. Okay, I don't care if there's if their excuses they want to bring in new fans. You can go and ask a five year old child who Superman and ask, is, right. and I get. I guarantee that five-year-old knows who Superman is. You yeah, don't need no, an origin yeah. story, okay? These characters are so huge. You don't need origin stories anymore. Yeah. Uh, and the uh, focusing on side characters, that they, they keep trying to do these spin-offs with these side characters, that, you know, and I'm like, no one cares about those characters. Stop. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. For me, for me that kind of like, they're over-milking it. They're trying too hard. You know, um, at least when it comes to DC, the animated movies are so well done. Totally. And then when it, and then and then you get to the uh, like your 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 feature like a live action stuff, and I, I, they don't know what to do. They're well, you know it's they're because co- it's they're they're so it's like pulling teeth to get an R rating with live action. It's like Deadpool did it just because of Ryan Reynolds. There you go. There that's your one that's your one and done. But. I mean, try getting an R rating with anything else, and it sucks because most comics deserve that R rating. Golly, just from the storyline alone. Yeah, Logan. Logan was a yeah, prime man. example of another one that was really good in, in R. I think when and you I, give that type of freedom to the writers, you can get so much more out of it. Which but, makes, makes you wonder, because now they they have the, the new Blade, I believe, is coming, and that's not going to be R. So, like, how are you going to have Blade not be R? <laughs> yeah. Like, the original Blade was awesome. The, the first one that came out in, what, 99, 2000? That one was... Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, and a lot of it was was because it was R, they can get really creative with the vampire kills and everything. But now we live in a time where, I mean, yeah, it speaks more now than it did then because it was the same thing then, but it's all about profits and ticket sales. And rated R films are still seen as the death knell for ticket for ticket sales, because families aren't going to want to take their kids to see something that's rated R, because it's inappropriate for them, and rightfully they shouldn't. They should pre-screen and judge from themselves before they take him take it in there. Um, that's why it's hilarious when you hear a lot of the backlash when the first Deadpool came out of parents taking their kids to see Deadpool, and within oh, the first ten minutes, there's a sex montage. <laughs> <laughs> Well, dude, um, my my 16 year old brother at the time couldn't get in, and he was so pissed, man. He was like, "Oh my god, are they really doing this to me?" And he's like, "Hey, yep. what can I say, man?" Yeah, that's well, why yeah. a lot of movies shot for PG-13 because you can get away with a lot more. Another one of the films that was notorious for that that brought up a lot of controversy was the first Hunger Games movie, PG-13, but extremely violent, more violent than a rated R movie could have been because it was all implied. I do think that this issue has already solved itself, though. I think with HBO Max doing so well as it's doing, and not afraid to be just putting that hard R stuff right in there, um, and even with uh, with Disney Plus, I heard that they're gonna. If not, I, I haven't looked into it so f- too much, but I hear that they even have like their own rated R section for like for their R-rated, you know, Disney stuff, like for Marvel and stuff like that. Really? Um, I gotta check that out. I heard that they're gonna be bringing something into there for their um, affiliated companies as well. I think that's gonna be very smart. You know, I think that's gonna be something that's gonna have to be a necessity as well. That way they can have those families that wanna see Ghost Rider, Deadpool 3, 4, I don't know 
how many there are. Give that uh, man as much as he needs. Yeah. <laughs> Give Ryan as many movies as he wants. Um, I also feel though that these movies could be better if they didn't try to distract the audience so much with special effects. They, they try to use special effects and CGI to take us away from the fact that they have terrible writing and a lot of plot holes. Mm-hmm. So, oh, the, yeah. the, the, so we'll start to see all this bad stuff happening in the story. Then they'll do something really, really flashy with the special effects. And then everyone's like, ooh, ah. And then they forget yeah. all about the terrible writing that just happened. They're like, oh, that, that, that action scene was so amazing. That's all they want to talk about is that scene. And then all that yeah. is is they're just redirecting your attention away from the fact that they don't know how to write a story. They hit the jingle keys. That's all it yeah. is. Jingle keys. They and flash in the pan. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. It's like it's like imagine like a parent trying to have a serious, you know, conversation with their child, right? But they're getting to the like they don't know how to, you know, you know, I'd say that they're trying to have the sex talk with their kid. And every now and then they're like, We're just gonna shoot some fireworks off some fireworks off to distract the child for a second. Then we'll get back to the hard part because that's pretty much how I view these movies, is that it's just they can't get the story out, so they just keep throwing a lot of, you know, flash and glam everywhere to, you know, try to, you know, get us to forget that they're failing. And I think that's with any and every movie, honestly. That I think that's a very, very toxic and malignant cancer in every studio company. I mean, I don't know if you guys know the story of Nightmare Before Christmas, where that that movie was supposed to be like half as long with like 18 million dollars cut and the way that they tricked the uh the the company into shooting it for full price was they showed the entirety of the movie with storyboard and everything and they're like oh yeah yeah we really like that story and then they hit him with okay well this is going to be you know an extra 20 million dollars and they're like oh well heck no and then they're like okay well this scene this scene this thing this scene this scene is going to be cut are you okay with that and of course the studio was like well no you know we want the full thing and that that's it man i think that's what it is i think these studios obviously don't want to spend an extra 30 40 50 million dollars but think about it if you were to give that 50 million dollars more to to the to the story writers that that stuff will definitely come through i definitely think so but to terry's point it's all going to the cgi mm-hmm. very and true that, that again is another topic we could talk about is the overuse of cgi and, and the yes. loss of practical effects if they moved away from the cgi then they would be able to have that budget to give to the writers because cgi just eats that up so quick you really want to see a, an old samuel l jackson in his movies hell yeah saying, saying, <laughs> look, look back look back okay look back at like jurassic park like the original oh yeah you know even if you go back and watch that movie today, it still is just mind blowing how great the animatronics are in sure. that film for its time period, you know, and it's yeah. it just shows how lazy they've gotten with now they just want to slap everything yep. with CGI instead of actually, you know, Doing putting the in the, the stuff. Well, so that's you know, what blew it, people's minds about Fury Road is that whole movie was pretty much practical effects. Very few of it used CGI. But that was more of a visual spectacle, as the the movie is basically a retelling of Road Warrior. Yeah. <laughs> the most CGI that was on there was just the freaking filter. <laughs> that and I think some Change of the dust clouds. Yeah, you think? I think so. The, the the infamous "What a Lovely Day" scene. I think the clouds out, the dust clouds were, were mostly CGI. I have to go back and, and check. Either that or the entire cast ate Taco Bell that 
that afternoon. Oh my god. Oh lord. Not everyone is you, Danny. Okay. Jesus. Come on now. Not in front of my friends. Oh goodness. Oh goodness. I was gonna say it. So I think that might have been what ripped open the hold of the phantom song. <laughs> you know what? He was bending over when it happened. Jesus Hello. Christ. <laughs> Alrighty. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So before we go get ourselves in trouble here, so oh, we haven't already. We lost our sponsorship with Mountain Dew. Well, Mountain Dew's bad. We, we hit the demonetization moment a while back, but I digress. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry if you were thinking this was going to get monetized. I'm so sorry that you're going to make money on this episode. <laughs> uh, but. Oh man! All right. So real quick, I wanted to go ahead and kind of test something out with y'all. See, see how you like this. See if maybe we can roll something awesome on this. Um, you know, little segment I was thinking up on here, kind of you know, basically a quick questions, quick answers as best you can. Uh, some I'm calling rapid fire. Okay. All right. So here's what I'm going to do. Uh, that is, if I can get my stopwatch to to work properly. Okay, so uh, basically, here's what's going to happen. I'm, I'm going to give you 60 seconds. You know, I'm going to just pepper you with questions. You just give me the quick answer you possibly can. Okay. So that being said, um, do we want everybody in on this one, or do we just want to go one by one? I, I'll let y'all vote on that. Uh, I'm, I'm game for anything. Let's do one yeah. by one. Okay. All right. Let's see here. Where the heck did I put my questions? All right, let's see here. Hold on. Goodness. This... Ah, Sonia Henry's tutu. There they are. All right, so... Um, all right, question that, as uh, Abbott and Costello would say, who's on first? I don't know. What are we talking about? Uh, I vote Terry Jones. Uh, yeah. Terry, you want, you want first crack at it? Sure. All right, so here we go. Got my timer ready. All right, let's rock and roll. All right. Come on, system. Quit misbehaving on me. You know, you swear you think this is a big budget operation. <laughs> All right. So here we go. Time for a quick round of rapid fire. All right. So, Terry, you ready? Ready. All right. Coffee or tea? Neither. First arcade cabinet you remember playing? The who? First arcade cabinet you remember playing? Oh, Centipede. Ooh. All right. Go to breakfast item. Cereal. Last game you remember just absolutely fuming about? Cyberpunk. <laughs> next, big, next big console you want to purchase? Uh, don't have one. I have the newest one. Oh, nice. Um, Show off. Last thing. Last thing you do before you go to bed. Uh, put my phone away. All right. Uh, favorite movie? The Goonies. Ooh. All right. There you go. Good choice. Good choice. All right. So for a first uh, first run of uh, rapid fire, you know, I was like, all right, come on now. Why is my stopwatch not one? Good Lord. All right. All right. So, you know, as the old saying goes, uh, excellent work on that one. Sean, in your case, that went over like a fart in church. 
Oh my god. Yo. Yo. That reminds me <laughs> when I went to church on Christmas, right? I went to church on Christmas, right? And I sat behind this really large fella, okay? Like, I, I just say that so that you guys can get a picture. And um, I go to a to a Catholic church, and so we have to, like, stand up and kneel like, like it's yoga class. And so we had to kneel this one time. And so, <laughs> y'all, not only did the pew, like crack when oh, no. but I think this shift caused a fart, a fart to release at that moment and I just got the biggest giggles of my life because I'm like yo it's starting to smell in this joint and so I just had to excuse myself I'm like you know what family I'm way too immature for this I gotta go to the bathroom and laugh this out and because this is too much I don't want to embarrass the dude by laughing right behind him no, all right. no just embarrass him by being the only one that gets up and leaves <laughs> right? everyone's like oh must be that fellow over there he's all red must be him all right, you, now that you brought that up, you got me thinking. So, you know, back when the wee lad, you know, was about two feet shorter, weighed about 200 pounds left, and still had a full head of hair. Um, we used to go to mass at 6.30 in the morning on Sunday. You know, back when I was that age, I didn't even know that 6.30 in the morning existed. But I digress. Well, you know, we're going through, you know, you know, like you, uh, Duke, we were, you know, we're at a Catholic church. Uh, we... You know, we're waiting, you know, reflecting on the homily that the priest just gave. All of a sudden, just out of the blue, you just hear, Grom. And of course, we are all just trying our best not to laugh. I mean, you know, my, my folks, you know, you know, I can see my dad chuckling a little bit. My mom's just giving us all the, the dagger stare, which is like, <laughs> laugh, like you know, there's going to be trouble. Well, pretty much, you know, as soon as we all get done with mass, you know, we're out there waiting for everybody to get together. We all bust out laughing. The priest is just giving us that, you know, oh, no. look, you know, and of course we're all just laughing our butts off thinking this is the funniest thing. We still think about that to this day. All right, yeah, let's see. What's, what's Let this be a this? lesson to everybody that bodily functions are still hilarious no matter what age you are. Oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, so Duke, Rose, who's up next? Uh, rock, paper, scissors, Danny. All right. Ready? Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Scissors, shoot. I, got I scissors. win. Okay. All right. So, all right. Ready? Yes. All right. Let's do it. All right. Best concert you ever went to? Uh, video Games Live. Nice. 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 Um, name one game you went to a midnight launch for. Oh. Jeez, StarCraft Two. Don't make fun of me. Hey, Too late. No, no, no complaints. No complaints. Uh, for, uh, damn it, I just had on the forefront of my mind. Uh, biggest enemy in gaming. Biggest enemy in gaming. Like you know, what's the one that just makes you scream and shout and cuss and all that? Pass. I don't have one. All right. <laughs> Video game boss that just annoyed the hell out of you. Uh, Referring back to the shocker. Last 
Yeah, I guess, right? Uh, I guess Shocker Spider-Man 2 for the for the PlayStation 2. All right. Not too bad. Not too bad. I think might have hit, hit us with a hard one on that one, but that's okay because this is, this is a segment that's still in fine-tuning stages. All right. Let's see here. Uh, da, 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 da. All right. We said, Ronan, it's on you, brother. You want to bring us home? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Here we go. That is if my timer would start. All right, go to beverage while you're gaming. Dr. Pepper. Best game you ever purchased? Uh, Mystical Ninja on 64. First thing you do in the morning when you get up? Lay in bed for 15 minutes. (laughs) All right. Um, What's your take on headsets? Uh, Should everybody have one or no? Hmm. Depends. What what's one piece of video game memorabilia that you own? Uh, cells from the original Dragon's Lair. Nice. Uh, Sega or Nintendo? Nintendo. And then last but never ever least, uh, what would you say is the funniest one-liner you ever you've ever seen in a game? Funniest one-liner in a game? Going back to Mystical Ninja wasn't a line, it was actually canned laughter. Hey, there you go. There we go. Damn it, come on now. All right. For the there for you. the listeners, we're, we're, we want to let you know that that beeping will eventually be replaced with an explosion if the person answering the question does not finish in time. Either that or, or it's going to be still, replaced with still, more... Uh... Yeah, are, are you still workshopping that one too? I don't know. Actually, no, I was thinking more along the lines we just throw out some more bodily function noises. That might be better for the views. Yeah. <laughs> ah, all right, all right. You know, saying not too not too shabby. You know, if nothing else, it tells me, hey, need to have more, the questions ready beforehand, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> I don't know if y'all want to put me under the under the gun. It's entirely up to y'all. I don't have any questions prepared. I have a few. Dude, there. All, All right. He's right. got a few. All right. Uh, should I set us up with a one minute timer? No, I'm not ready. All right. Well, in that case, Why don't... hit me with your best shot. Yeah. Let's see. Did you always used to have like every console when you when you were younger? No. What, what, what console did you grow up with? Uh, primarily, we grew up with Nintendo for the most part. Uh, we did have the original PS1, uh, but it wasn't until after I got out of high school and started working that that's when I started diving into like the N64, the PS2. Um, and then, you know, of course, as I progressed in my adulthood and my career as a gamer, that, you know, that's when I started getting into PS3s, PS4s, the Switch, the Xbox. You started making so, your own moolah, huh? When you started getting some <laughs> cash money, eh? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Favorite Mario game? I'm probably going to have to say, well, are we counting just the main Mario games or else we count in the offshoots? Yes. Yeah, offshoots as well. I'm going to have to say Mario Golf Toadstool Tour for the GameCube. Nice. I enjoyed that one very much, so yes. Um, favorite soft drink? Have to be Dr. Pepper. Yes. How do you feel about Dr. Pepper Zero? 
You know what? I've tried it and it's not bad. I think you said it best is uh, Dr. Pepper without the guilt. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, sir. Um, how do you feel about uh, Mario and Sonic at the Olympics? You know, I will tell you that I use that as a workout routine. And before I knew it, my arms were hurting. I couldn't even move them after the first couple of days. Right. I find them pretty enjoyable. What is your favorite uh, Mario Party game? Are we talking the mini games or just the games in general? Oh, like the games like one, two, three, four, five, six. I would say we had the most fun with Mario Party 4. Really? Dude, nice. I can dig it. That concludes my questions for Mr. Sean. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, the defense rests. <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to kind of parlay off of this one here for uh, one of the ones I asked uh, Ronan. Uh, do y'all have a one-liner from any game that just sticks out to you, you know, just has you cracking up every time you see it, or one that just resonates with you that sticks in your head? Uh, Spider-Man 2 from... Um... God, I can't believe I have to like distinct what Spider-Man 2 this is. Spider-Man 2 from, you know, GameCube, PS2 days, when uh, when Peter Parker is fighting the Rhino, uh, he says, is that a horn on your head or are you just happy to see me? Oh my like, God. Oh, what oh, the no. heck is the guy <laughs> talking about, bro? Really? What the heck? <laughs> Hello. I'll take double on top for 300, Alex. Good night, everybody. <laughs> what, what about you, Perry? Is there one, one one-liner that just sticks out to you? I, no, I honestly can't really think of anything. I got you. Well, I'll throw I'll throw my entry in there. And believe it or not, you know, before y'all go through and go throw the tomatoes at me, I will admit, yes, this is a mobile game. You know, let me at least put my shield up before y'all start throwing produce at me. <laughs> Insert Patrick going. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the one that sticks out to me was for Final Fantasy Brave Exeus. The two characters are talking and one looks over at the other and says, why is it every time you open your mouth, I feel like punching somebody in the face? <laughs> that's that's a good one. <laughs> you know, so what do you think? Does that, does that at least get me a pass on the trip to the salad bar? For now. Well, you still eat your greens. Yeah, well, you still need to eat your greens. Have a celery stick. Well, all right, all right, put it to you this way. Let me rephrase that. Does that at least pass on me getting beamed in the head with a head of lettuce? <laughs> yes, sir. That was going to um, happen anyway. Dang. Oh, gee, thanks. thanks. I appreciate you, buddy. Hey, I'm nothing if not consistent. This is true. This is the first time I've ever brought lettuce to, to a speech. So, yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know, you learn something new every day. So, <laughs> well, but let's see. What other kinds of shenanigans can we all get into here? So, um, I think I've about run my, all the cards out of the deck here on my end. Uh, Terry, you got anything you want to add or anything you want to offshoot about? Mm, no, I think pretty good. All right, Duke, Ronan, you guys got everything? You anything on there? Bueller? Uh, nah, I just got to check my email after being in the Phantom Zone for so long. Well, I was going to say, you got a few of those questionable subscriptions in there, sir. Well, I mean, I've got almost 7,000 unread email. I've got to really filter that out. Tell me, dude, unenrolled. Yeah. Mostly spam. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently oh. my house has been foreclosed on. Yeesh. Okay. So, Danny, I'm staying with you for the weekend. <laughs> hey, no. 
And Duke, what about you, bud? You got any, anything additional you want to wax poetic on or? When we die, do our fingernails keep growing? You know what? Actually, I think what that is, is because uh, I just saw an infographics video about that. It's basically like the skin starts coming back. So that's why they think, you know, hey, the hair and the fingernails keep growing. Luckily for me, I only have to worry about the fingernails portion because um, I'm about as bald as the day is long. Jeez, what a nerd. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but yeah. When you need something to watch while you're sitting there eating <laughs> No, just an inside joke for for nerd. Now we like to we like to get all geeky. with, yep. with all yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, video nothing games. else. If exactly. you remember, the N word we're trying to take back. Oh my god! Good lord! <laughs> Good night, everybody. Rhoda, how long oh, have you no. been to use that one, buddy? Dude, yeah, he's been sitting on that like a mother hen, bro. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think uh, the temperature in the room is a little is a hint that we are coming to a close here on this fantastic episode. I, I think so. I think so. So before I go any further, I do want to take a moment, you know, not only to let y'all plug your plug your channels, but more so to give y'all, you know, to say thank you to y'all for going through and making this an absolute blast. I will tell you that, you know. I love working with my fellow content creators, you know, just because one, I get the chance to see how the other half lives, but more so than that, something to also help me refine my comedy chops a little bit, have, you know, because if nothing else, this is what it's all about. Just a chance to kind of break away from all the bad news and all the rigmarole that you see on there, you know, just a chance to talk with good friends and, you know, have a few laughs, you know, talk about things we enjoy. And if nothing else, be able to say, what the hell is wrong with that guy? <laughs> hey, well, I'm my doctor a lot. Um, <laughs> yeah, put it this way, buddy. We don't have enough hours in the day, and I don't think we have enough time on that recording to do so. But uh, that being said, I'm yeah, going to get a tape up. on this recorder. <laughs> exactly. Well, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to open up the floor so y'all can plug your channels. Uh, Terry, you want to go first? Uh, sure. Uh, you can go ahead and check out my show, Just a Glimpse. You can find it on Spotify, Anchor, Apple, or Google Podcasts. Uh, you can also catch me on as Cool Cat Terry on Twitter or Twitch. Uh, you can catch me there pretty much every single day. So it's uh, always something happening. Indeed. And I will tell you, uh, if y'all haven't had a chance to listen to her, her podcast is freaking amazing. Uh, what about uh, Duke and Ronan? You you guys have the floor. Uh, you can catch us uh, Nerd Out Podcast on Spotify or uh, any of the major uh, uh, places you can download your podcasts, uh, iTunes, uh, Google Podcasts, and uh, check out our YouTube channel as well, uh, Nerd Out uh, Podcast on, on YouTube. We have some gaming videos up there that we'll eventually eventually put up more. Yes. Couldn't have said it better. Absolutely. Well, I mean, you could try, but, you know, I don't know if we'd be covering the same ground, but I digress. <laughs> right on, right on. It, it, I will tell you all, you know, again, thank you for going through, for taking time to sit and record with me. I do hope that we get a chance to make more episodes like this, just having a few laughs, waxing poetic. And I swear next time we do Rapid Fire, I will be a lot better prepared. I will make sure that does not happen. <laughs> well, well, if nothing else, you know, you can always go through instead of the beeping, you'll just have somebody going through just playing the bodily functions. You hear, wow. Who said the right button? 
<laughs> no, it was really yeah. a blast to, uh, to to record with you guys, Terry. Yeah, it's uh, always, always awesome, fun to do Sean. These always a pleasure. Uh, Ronan, yes, nice to meet you. You seem like a pretty yeah. good guy. I finally get to shake your hand after after. Oh, How not that one. You don't know where it's been. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that being said, you know I won't go through. I'm a. You know,